Welcome everybody to another episode of Real Talk with Ryan Madrid. Uh, thank you to VIP Mortgage for having us in this awesome space. And obviously thank you to Trey over here, my engineer, and Trisha, my producer slash catch-all. She does everything for me. <coughs> and she's my sister. She doesn't love that part, by the way. No, but I don't I, mind being your sister as long as I also have a name attached. No. Oh. It used to be like, sister, oh, here's my sister. My sister. Yeah. My sister and my nephew. So it's a family affair here. So the Real Talk with Ryan Madrid podcast is a, a podcast not just about real estate, not just about mortgages or being a realtor or in the title business or whatever, uh, but it's about people doing cool things in Arizona or outside of Arizona. Who knows? Anybody that's doing cool things that have a cool story. Um, but today, no, just kidding. <laughs> uh, so today we got a double whammy. We got a cool person doing cool things and is in the real estate business. So we have Ken Peterson from Shea Homes. You are the vice president of sales and marketing, correct? Correct. Good cool. to be here, Ryan. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, how you got to Arizona because it's, it's going to tie us back to a little bit about your hobbies. Um, so you grew up in Michigan, correct? I did. Grew up in Petoskey, Michigan, a uh, small town, like 6,000 people. Uh, went to parochial schools there. Graduated. Uh, eight Ken, can you bring your microphone a little oh. bit closer to you, or can you come up to the table? Thank you. There you go. Test, baby, test. <laughs> test, test, test. Is he still in frames, right? Yeah. Do we, uh, are we, <laughs> are throwing out are the you lingo? cutting? Or, oh, this is live. This we is don't live. Cut. Yeah, we don't cut. Facebook live to you, by the way. All right. Mic check. All set. <laughs> Uh, so I went to parochial schools. My uh, mother's Italian. My father's a Swede. And my mom says, hey, you're going to be a priest. Mm. That was news to me. <laughs> wow. How old so, were you when you were told that? I graduated eighth grade. So they shipped me to Wisconsin uh, to seminary school all summer long. And uh, I came back and said, mom, I can't do it. I just can't do it. And so my sister was going to ASU. And so they go, hey, there's an all-boys school out there run by the Jesuits. We'll send you out there. So came to uh, Arizona, went to ASU, and now I'm with you, Ryan. Hey. I mean, not well, with you. And that'll wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so wait a second. So did your parents come with you, or they sent you out here to go to Brophy? So they sent me out here. My sister picked me up at the okay. airport. And going to Brophy, you don't have to send all your records. You have to have your interview. Um, and so I had my interview with them and they said, Hey, we'll take you on as a student. So came out here, lived with my sister for three months. Uh, she was a sophomore in college. That was, she was Did not a, love that. She was not a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think but I was locked in the were. bedroom most <laughs> of the time when she was studying or partying with her friends. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, my, my parents came out, got a home and, and then oh, life cool. was a little bit normal, but it gave me a little bit of glimpse to college life. Yeah, no. And I lived sure. up to her expectation. <laughs> so you're advanced. advanced. We call that, yeah. we'll call that advanced. Advanced. Okay. advanced college student. Yeah. So when your parents moved out here, where did you guys live? Uh, Paradise Valley. Okay. So we lived there. My father's a big real estate developer, uh, commercial and residential, and then uh, started a brokerage here. And uh, yeah. There well, you go. All good. This so I've been in real estate construction all my life. Is his uh, developer, would his company still in, in existence or? Uh, no. So he passed away last year with leukemia, but uh, probably retired, you know, 
long time ago. Yeah. But it was uh, Peterson and Associates, and, oh, and yeah. uh, you know, he did a lot of stuff. Lived in the Phoenician and marketed a lot of products over there. So that's uh, so why I, I asked that question. This is when I look over at her. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing the same thing. I was yeah. like, okay, I've seen this sign before. Yep, for sure. Over time. Um, so after you graduated from Brophy, <clears throat> did you have anywhere you really that you wanted to go besides ASU, or you just no? I was, you, uh, you know, you leave Arizona, you know, you leave Michigan. Right. I, I left there in December, and uh, probably four or five feet of snow on the ground, and I was like, wow, I really like the heat. <laughs> right. So I fell in love. Yeah. I mean, I really, really enjoy living here. That's awesome. So, Did you live on campus? Sorry, Ryan. Yeah, go for it. Uh, no, never lived on. Well, I was a Fiji, Phi Gamma Delta, but uh, what, year, what year did you graduate? Uh, Eighty four. Okay, I know some. That's Fijis a heavy from back uh, before you were born. That's a heavy. Yeah, uh, not me. <laughs> that's a heavy Brophy fraternity. The yeah. Ashtons were like Fijis around that time, I believe. John you, Ashton wasn't like John Ashton's like. Lynn was in my class. No way. Lynn was my broker. I worked for Lynn for, year, for so years. So Lynn worked uh, out at DMB. Uh, that's I did do. Oh, well, there she you go. For Lynn. I worked for Lynn. I worked for Lynn. World. <laughs> he was it's my broker. Small, I small. met him up at Forest Highlands and I ended up working with him at Verado. Yeah, so he was in my class at Brophy. We graduated, yeah, 81. So. No way. I'll have to take your picture and send it to him, too. He's one of like, my best friends. Yeah, there you go. Good good folks there. It's like, yeah, Peterson, Love the what's up? No. <laughs> Right. I haven't talked to him for <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah. So. He's a really successful agent or well, broker. Yeah. His father was in the industry, Mom. right? Mom, the whole thing. Mom it's a family was, affair. Yeah. Well, he's got like the Madrids. This, yeah. this is not about Lynn Ashton, but uh, <laughs> she met him actually at Forest Highlands, right? When mm -hmm. he was working at Forest Highlands. Oh, yeah. He was at Forest yeah. Highlands as yeah. well. Uh, so, at, so after you graduated from ASU, what was your like intent? So I always, uh, you know, love construction and I was on job sites with my father all the time <clears throat> and real estate. And, uh, so my sister was working for a big wholesale plumbing company. Um, and she's like, Hey, you should go try this out. And so I did that for a while, uh, which was good. Um, ran the warehouse and then went to outside sales and that was exciting. And then ran into a guy that at that time, this is pioneering, right? was buying office buildings and doing office condos. So instead of renting space, you know, buy your own condo and just like you would a normal condo. So he's like, dude, you need to get your real estate license because I didn't. And so I got my real estate license, worked with him for a little bit. And then a builder was coming to town and my buddies were like, oh my gosh, it'd be cool to do no home sales. General homes, they're no longer around. Uh, and so I got hired with them did their gig for a while, which was great because they they had their kind of recipe how to build homes and how to sell homes. They f would fly us to Houston, Texas. We'd spend weeks over there learning the whole process, come over here and implement those. Um, and then the we had the whole SNL debacle. <laughs> so yeah. that's late 80s, you know, the sky's falling. And so I'm like, what a perfect time to start a home building company and a real <laughs> yeah. estate company. Yeah. Uh, which I did, and so was successful. Uh, was it custom homes, or was it custom homes uh, and and doing real estate? Mostly real estate was to help people sell their existing home mm -hmm. or do the lot transaction. Um, and and I started uh, had two children, and I'm like, wow, when you work for yourself, it is like seven days a week, ten, fourteen hours a day, and I'm like, I can't really be a father. Yeah, and do all this. So I abandoned all that and went to work for Shea Homes. Wow, here I am. 
good dad. 20, I don't even know, 28. 27 years, I believe. We have seven written 27, down, so. there you go, 27 <laughs> years later. Quarter, so you know, a long you, time. Do you see it? Because that business is huge again right now, right? The people, the agents that are all now developers too, they're all building custom homes. I mean, it's massive, especially in like the Central Phoenix, Arcadia, you know, Paradise Valley area. So they're, I mean, I have a lot of friends that are basically doing what you did back then. Yep. But it seems like the resurgence of the agent is just becoming the developer and they all love that more. But it's because the market's incredible right now. Yeah, the market's incredible. I mean, it's it's the agents that stand the test of time that do the best. Yeah. Um, for me to get a real estate license, and AZDRE laws are a little bit different today than they were back then, but if you owned a lot in Paradise Valley, <clears throat> I could get a letter from you and put a sign on it and say, hey, if I can find somebody to buy the home, great, or build a home, that'd, that'd be even better. And so I could do the lot transaction, but it was signage because... Mm -hmm. You know, I would have my real estate sign on your lot. Right. And I didn't have to have a listing. Today, you have to have a listing. So, um, got a lot of exposures, built a lot of really cool homes. You know, I had fun with it. I love construction. Um, but now I, I get the best of both worlds. You know, we build huge communities. And, yeah. You know, it's, uh, I love it. Were you, so the house that you live in now, that you built when you were in your 20s that you still live in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you were doing the, the custom building at that point. I was doing the custom building at that point. And, and then I've always had like side business. I owned uh, coin-operated car washes, had a call center. You know, I was like, yeah. you know, I was in my 20s. I was like, hey, I got a lot of energy. Let me just do a whole bunch of stuff, and maybe one will be my career. Right. You were the the entrepreneur yeah. that didn't everything did wasn't, perfect though but people come to my house today and they go you didn't build this home i'm like yeah i built it and uh so when i was building it uh, my kids were little right probably like four and probably two and four and so we were pouring the driveway and i stuck their feet in the concrete and so i'm like that's my kid's footprint wow. <laughs> and they were like that yeah. is so cool so now my son's like six one you know yeah. his foot's that big and his little baby foot <laughs> that's know? awesome pretty that's cool, cool stuff so when you went over to Shea, did you come right in as like a, a salesman? Like, what did you do for them? So I interviewed with Buddy Satterfield. He was the sales manager at the time. You know, he's like, hey, you got all this experience. Uh, you know, I'd like you to sell homes for us, and we'll put you on a, you know, fast pass to management, um, which was great. And so, you know, I started selling uh, homes and, and then learned the company and the culture and you know, moved into, I think I was a sales manager for like six months. And then they're like, now you're going to be a VP of sales and marketing. Yeah. And wow. you know, every day people go, I can't believe how many years, especially millennials, right? right. You work yeah. for Shay longer than I'm alive. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But <laughs> I, you know, I, there's never been a day I didn't look forward to going to work. Jeez, that's just, amazing. Wow. You know, just, that's not normal. Yeah. It's totally not normal. That's a testament to Shay. Awesome. Like, yes, yeah. So, so you do photography, videography, and obviously you're, that's probably part of the sales and marketing side of Shea Homes, but did, were you always into that or did you get into that as you were already working at Shea? So it's, it's funny how your parents really make a big impact and influence your life, you know, from my, my mother being Italian and, um, you know, the whole culture with Italian people and then, you know, my father in real estate and development and he was big into photography. So he would shoot Hasselblad, which is a film camera, had his own dark room. 
And so ever since I was little, I've always hanging out in the dark room. You ask somebody a dark room today, they're like, what? Right. What? I mean, they're like, you mean Adobe Lightroom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, yeah. it's really people talk about, oh, digital photography, you know, you're manipulating the photo. Well, you manipulated the photo in a dark room. And so I always thought it was fascinating that in an instant of time, you know, you're capturing light and then you transform that light to an image. And that's what really photography is. And so I've always had that passion. Um, and, you know, learning digital, you had to throw all, almost all your knowledge away from film photography when you transition into, into digital. But, you know, it's fun. It's like capturing moments. Yeah, that's super cool. So that and this be is before Facebook or Instagram, <coughs> which now you capture moments and you publish them. Immediately. <laughs> Immediately, as you do them, yeah. <laughs> in the moment, Way more you than don't you even, yeah. yeah, you don't even TikTok, Snapchat, make it happen. Mm -hmm. so. right. Well, you've had to adapt to that world too, obviously. So, yes. So, big part of Shea Homes or your guys' marketing campaigns now are all social, right? Yeah, so it's it's pretty much, and I, you know, I'm terrible with years, but a while ago, right before the internet was popular. Um, I worked on the team to get our first internet site for Shea Homes. Like, hey, we're going to go on the internet now. Right. And, and that, I mean, this is real. I mean, yeah. this is like, we need to get, you a know, computer. the URL, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, computers. But, you know, that, that was like this whole evolution. Yeah. And today, you know, 96% of all of our customers come in to SheaHomes.com. That's your that's your business front door. Yeah. And so, you know, your content informing customers and, you know, a system through the journey of new homes, which a lot of them aren't experienced with. I mean, that's your portal to communicate. And then you support that through huge social channels. And so we're on every social channel you could think of. Right. You, Except for some of those you don't want to think of. Yeah. I wasn't thinking of those. Oh, <laughs> I just I don't know what talking sure. about. <laughs> <laughs> so... When they come into a sales office, most of those people have already kind of like checked out the community. They already know exactly pretty much what they want and what they want to see. Yeah, for the most part, um, you know, it's fascinating. But yeah, people are, it's nice. You know, you want informed customers. Yeah. You don't want people, you know, that don't know your product. It, they're going to learn your processes and systems. But if they know your product and price points and, you know, they're there to invest time to really say, hey, is this the place that I want to live? Is this the place I want to raise my family or cherish memories in? And yeah. and so we get to help people transition through that and build, you know, really cool communities. So you being in charge of all that stuff, how hard was the transition moving into, like, all that stuff going like, okay, now we have to get on Facebook or now we have to get on, you know, Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok and all that sort of stuff? Or you just kind of go to your people that are work under you and they come in with the ideas or like talk to me about that because yeah super young. i'm just gonna so i i think it's mutual um so i've always been fascinated with technology and um and really understanding the kind of evolution of technology and it's really about social communication right mm -hmm. and so if you take a look at it in a different perspective if you're a good communicator with somebody then you need to learn how to communicate in a lot of different ways um, so I would subscribe to things like iWired magazine. I don't even think they're around anymore. I don't even know. But um, and really learn from other companies. You know, what were they doing to engage customers? What were they, they doing to make sure that, you know, they're following the buyer journey along their steps? Because for a home, from the time you dream to the time you move in, it could be two, three, four, five years. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I would always get this stuff together and we'd brainstorm. I have a great team. They're very progressive, they're very smart people. And we would say, hey, we're looking at solutions to better engage our customers. 
and I think every company should do that, mm-hmm. right? Every every company should be looking at how is your communicate, how do you communicate with the customer, and how do they want to be communicated with? And um, it's fun. I mean, when you make a lot of mistakes, yeah, yeah. You know, and people are vocal when you make a mistake. Well, yeah, you'll so, find out pretty quick. Yeah, so always always good. <laughs> yeah. You know. So do you guys ever hire like companies like to consult with or do you just have a big enough team within Shea to do it all yourself? So or? when you take a look at the overall organization, certainly we have evolved, right? We use um, a company out of San Diego, Red Door. They manage you know our website, really blog on a national perspective. But consumers, while it's important to you what's going on nationally, you really want to understand what's going on locally. And so then we engage PR firms. We talk about content you know, keeping up with current events that are happening or events just across the valley. Um, Because if you look at a home, right, it's a nucleus. It doesn't matter if it's apartment, condo, single family, detached, attached. Um, That's where you go, right? And and that's where you're going to spend a good chunk of your time when you're not working. And so, you know, that sense of community that's in the real world, we want to develop that sense of community in a virtual world that, that keeps you connected or gets you connected to our community. And that can be pricey, right? Doing the whole virtual, like you getting in, going on your computer and seeing yourself in the community and finding out everything there is to know and, you know, enjoy all the houses, everything, all the amenities, all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. So you got to get to create all of this stuff. Um, what about in town here? Like, what, let's talk about the, uh, the new community that's right over by the Phoenician. Like, that's a different sort of project for you guys, right? It is. So, man, you got to think of time. So about, it's probably been five years ago, um, you know, we, we heard about land being available where they're building the Ritz-Carlton. And, uh, you know, we thought that'd be a great idea. We build, you know, homes across the valley at that time, probably from, you know, 200,000 up until about a million, you know, in price point. And, you know, a lot of our divisions, we had luxury housing and, and, and so, you know, beautiful homes. And we always classified ourselves as a mid-luxury builder. And and so when we were looking at that piece, uh, our division the president, Don and I were talking with our corporate group saying, hey, this could be a great opportunity to elevate our brand in the market. And so we wanted to come up with a different name. And so we call it our signature collection. Um, and so that was our venture. We thought, you know, for somebody that wants to buy a home between two and let's say four million, uh, you can take a traditional path. You can find a lot, design the home, have somebody build it. That's typically maybe two to three years. And we thought, hey, if we if we design really cool homes, provide some level of flexibility, we can build the home faster uh, and make it a little bit more affordable for people. And so we we started that project, learned a lot, and uh, I think we have seven home sites left out of sixty six. Uh, and then that really gave us an opportunity to go into the Phoenician as well. I, I just completely forgot about the Ritz-Carlton deal. Yeah, that was the, that was the, that catalyst, was the catalyst to get us to, to go the, there. Okay. to the Phoenician. Yeah, because that, was that like, I mean, that's a huge step in a different direction. I mean, that's probably like revolutionary, by the way, for you guys, for a, for a builder of that size to come in into the Ritz community and do the homes that are that are there and be sold for, Pretty Millions damn quick. Months. I mean, there was yeah. like there was like you know lists of people that wanted to get in there for a, you know four million dollar house. Yeah, you know people were you know for our customer they were like and the realtor community we, we yeah. spent a lot of time educating oh, the yeah. realtor community because they're like well you're a production builder 
and you know we would be like well it's the right horses for the courses right we're not using all the trades that we use at at all of our communities to deliver those homes and and so even from the products that we sourced for the trades that we hired the architectural design um you know it was a great learning curve and and i built custom homes uh don our division president built custom homes so it's great to brainstorm with him and bring what we knew in the in the custom home world and how do you conform that to a more production environment so it's been a fun journey are you guys using any of those elements that you guys learned from this new into some of the, the other communities that aren't like that super high end now like hey we could have done this a little bit better or we can add this to this yeah definitely so we have a couple new communities coming online uh one's up in story rock north scottsdale um it's called reserves at story rock um we took the architectural style it's very difficult for us to change architectural styles at most municipalities you know if you're if you're in the southeast valley you're under like a santan guidelines Mm -hmm. and so they want more traditional homes and and you see the same old product, you know, year after year. Little enhancements on right. the exterior elevation, a lot of enhancements on the interior. And so it's nice, you know, working with some municipalities that are more progressive. And so that, you know, more modern, transitional uh, architectural style. Where would that be? So Paradise Valley? And <laughs> Paradise North Valley, Scottsdale. North Scottsdale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shocker. Well, maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe some other places. I As oh, of right now, we're kind of... That's weird. Yeah, we're kind of pigeonholed, but... Yeah, so we took a lot of those elements, and mm-hmm. so we'll be opening communities the first quarter of next year, and you'll see a lot of those characteristics in homes that are half the price. So that being such, well, those, the Phoenician and the Ritz being such high-profile communities, was a lot of your team's, like, bandwidth, so to speak, on those, getting those things rolled out? Because you're right, that was a huge marketing campaign, now that I think about it, because it yep. seems like there was always something going on over there. For especially for the realtors for yeah, for the first right i mean yeah Phoenician, we've been yeah COVID, but yeah yeah so how we handled that is we just built our own team so okay. we had a team within shea homes that was specialized for shea signature so we let all of our other team members um you know focus on all of our other communities and then there was a small group um that we really put a lot of our attention into that community and and the development of it um, it would have been too difficult to try and change the culture of the entire organization. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that boutique group and the Phoenician was nice because a lot of those team members that were trained uh, at Azure are now at the Phoenician community. And, you know, we feel like we got it down now, but it, it yeah. took us a few homes. Okay. Is the Phoenician community like sold out? So you talk, we talk virtually, right? So we built that community 100% virtual. Wish we could show video because I think everybody would be like, no way. So that community, everything from the golf course to the Phoenician resort to all the surrounding property, uh, we built that in a virtual world. So it's a 3D world. We use real images for what's there and we build everything else virtually. So we partner with a company in Alpha Vision. They, did a, they do all of our communities. Um, so at uh, the Phoenician, you can pick any plan. You can put it on a home site. You see it. You can walk around the outside of the home, see how big the backyard is, and then walk through the home. On the golf course home sites, uh, Matt, who's our, our videographer, photographer in-house, and myself went out and we shot all the still images at five and a half feet and 17 and a half feet. And then that company stitched those on all the windows. So if you bought a so res views. three on the golf wow. course, you can walk up to your 
you know, loft and the view that you're looking at is the actual view out of your home. That's what we can do today That's in technology. So cool. so. What other VP of sales and marketing? Because <laughs> out and shoots us out the pictures <laughs> for the for the community yeah, for a giant go. company like this. Well, that's good. So, so you're, the people that work for you probably think that you're just like, you, you're, you're in the trenches with them and doing, doing a lot of the, the stuff and, or just being involved. They probably love that. Well, I think that's leadership, right? I mean, I, in yeah. a general sense, the more disconnected you feel with the people that you work with, you're not going to be there. Yeah. And so just as connected as I feel with them, I think it's beneficial and you have long-term employees and they go to work and they feel like they're making a difference. And I, I think, I think that's lacking in a lot of companies. You see yeah. millennials moving all over because um, they are disconnected. You know, they don't feel connected. So um, it's something that we really strive to do is in, invest in people and, um, and have them not look at it as a job. I always go, hey, what's your career? Because right. if your career with me is only five years, I want to help you get to, to six to ten. It yeah. may not be with Shea Holmes. But I think as leaders, you know, in a community and organizations and a family, you have to help people grow. And, and that's what uh, that's what's great about the culture that I work with. <clears throat> you have a lot of well, I'm sure you don't have very much turnover, but you have a lot of people that have been there for a long time. Uh, sales team. This is shock. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is with new hires as okay. well. Sales team tenure is 18 and a half years. Holy oh, wow. Smokes. That's a new home company sales team, 18 and a half years. And my office team is, I think, going on 13 years. That's incredible. The sales, because that's very transient, right? People bounce from builder to builder to builder usually, right? Yep. Yeah. 18 and a half years, that's, damn. Well, But I have a rule, right? Okay, let's hear this rule. Yeah. Write it down, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) If you're working for me, right? Yeah. And you want to leave, that's fine. But you can never come back. Oh, okay. It's you get blood one, in, blood out. You, you, yeah, blood in, blood out. You get a one-way ticket. And um, and so, I, you know, I think people have to pause because sometimes in jobs you're not happy. Yeah. Right? And it may not be the job. It may be your personal life. You're going through some struggle. And you see people do that, take it out and work. Um, and so, you know, what's really cool being with a big family-owned company is you create a family culture. And a family culture is... Ryan, when you have a bad day, I'm still going to smile at you. Yeah. Because when I have a bad day, you better be smiling <laughs> yeah. at me. So, right. You know, I, that's think that's, awesome. I think that's really important. Do you think that the fact, the fact that you guys are privately held uh, affects that, like that family culture? I mean, you're not answering to Wall Street. It, um, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, we don't, we don't worry about, I mean, we worried about the profitability of the company, right? But we don't worry about a stock value. Right. Yeah. And we don't have to answer the question of investors um, that go, hey, your stock is falling for whatever reason. We need a new CEO or we need a new division president or you need a new VP of sales and marketing. <laughs> um, and so we don't deal with that. You know, it's a high trust culture. We know that, you know, everybody's smart and they understand what they do. It's high accountability. You're not going to skate by. Um, and we're we play to win. And not that nobody else plays to win. Um, but we, we play to win for the benefit of our team. Right. right? And it's, uh, it's like a, it's a good, it's like a sports analogy. Right. right. I mean, you see what's happened in the NFL, right? Strong teams, weak teams. 
Do you guys play nice in the sandbox with the other builders? Yeah, all of them. Okay. I, we have great relationships with, which is interesting, right? I mean, we're radically different than Dr. Horton, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Dr. Horton has been, you know, very gracious to us, provided us opportunity to purchase land from them. Um, Pulte, I mean, you name it, all the other builders and big master plan communities. <clears throat> right, we're typically going in there together. Okay, um, and and for the most part, we all have a different niche. You know, it's it's just like the the team at Dr. Horton. Um, they're a big company, right? We can't, you know, we can't hit their price points. Right. I mean, we just can't do it. And so we have to say, well, how do we differentiate? We're going to allow you to personalize our home more than that home. And if somebody comes in and, and Dr. Horton is their solution, fantastic. You know, it doesn't yeah. hurt our feelings because you mentioned it earlier. You didn't buy just one home. Right. You know, you're going to buy multiple homes. And so if you're looking at multiple years as a builder, we'll get you someday. Right. You may move to a few other builders. So, yeah, I'm really impressed. I have a lot of good friends with all the other builders. And, uh, you know, we do play really nice in the sandbox. I think that I mean, I think about the my house that I built in Windsong long time ago. 63rd Avenue, Joe Max for everybody wants to know. Um, I remember how clean that house was and how nice it was versus the next two houses that I built. It always felt like the house that I moved into was done and the other ones weren't. And I know the other builders were good too, by the way. But, um, you know, you see the Shea homes are just, it seems like they're just a little bit more, well, it was for me, polished. I completely agree. Yeah, so we... uh, you know, and I'm not knocking any other builder. We just have different processes and systems. So we have a QPR process that, you know, we you have a, a construction, on-site construction manager that's building the house. You may have assistant superintendents. Um, they build the home, right? And, and they build a home with the trades. But we have a whole team of individuals that go and inspect that home. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we really look at that as if you want to inspect something, right? If, if I was doing work for you and I'm like, Ryan, it's all cool. I inspected everything. It's great. Pay me. Yeah. You're like, maybe I should look right. at it first. Right, right. Right. And so we have another team that looks at those homes. And, and plus, we understand that, you know, we're not, we're not in a lab. We're, right. bu- we're building your home and, like, you can walk it. Right. And so being cleanly, um, our trades being, you know, cleanly on the job site or keeping the job site clean, it's important. It's a statement to us. Yeah. You know, so we, we, we invest a lot of time to make sure that we treat your home the way you'd want to treat it throughout the entire construction process. doesn't always work, but right. I mean, that's what we strive for. I'm going to get a call. My home is. <laughs> I know. No, it's okay. It's, it's good. <laughs> so do you know Mike Isles from you? Like, did I ask you this when we talked? Yeah. Okay. So he's a good friend of ours from like childhood. Richmond? Yep. Yeah, he was Richmond. Right. Yeah, yeah, we Richmond, went to high yeah. school together. Yeah. He oh, was okay. on the show about six months ago. Yeah, I saw. I saw he's another good guy in the, in the builder. Yeah, community. he's a West Valley boy. Yeah, yeah. He is. I loved his statement in his video. Like, I always felt like West Valley people were tougher. Yeah. So that was kind it's, of a nice We always thing. felt that way. I know. I guess as a central guy, you always felt like you were tougher. Really? <laughs> Why? A brophy kid from Paradise yeah. Valley? <laughs> the gloves are coming off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, for you. It's there for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, if that makes you feel better, Ryan, I'll, I'll support <laughs> It was our ignorance of growing up you know, on the outskirts of town. Yeah. We didn't know. Central? What is that? We're like, oh, 
Those kids. Well, we yeah. had. They so fly their helicopters to school. <laughs> yeah. In college, going to ASU, I had so many friends who had never been west of Central. They were like, "You live where?" Yeah. Like. Like and those kids ex- still haven't. didn't exist. Yeah, still <laughs> they still haven't. Yeah. Unless they work for a builder. It's crazy. <laughs> and they had to yeah. go out there. So what has been your like favorite part of of your career? And worst. Oh, well. The def- most difficult, not the worst. So the most f- favorite is just it's <clears throat> it's really understanding that you're taking a piece of land, right? And uh, if if we're developing it, it's you know Curb street, sidewalks, open space, parks, lot size, the plants that go in, the elevations. You know, you, there's so many, sometimes many years of work and creation to bring a community to life. And then, you know, my role today, I have a sales manager that manages the day-to-day business. So I get to work on the, you know, the fun stuff, right? Yeah. Bringing those communities to life. And um, my kids now, my daughter, I just took her to the airport yesterday. She hung out uh, with the weekend uh, with me, which was really nice. But she's 32 and, and my son's 30. Um, and when they're like 12 and 14 and 16, I always remember my dad taking me to job sites, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'd always take my kids to these communities um, that were either coming out of the ground halfway or nearly finished. And and even talking to them today, they're always like, that was so cool. You see like a, a raw piece of land and then you have 250 homes and you yeah. can see kids playing in the park. And um, I think that's my biggest, you know, gratif- you know, sense of pride. I think that's a better way to describe it is um, being a part of that process. I mean, we're, we're expanding the city, yeah. you know, slowly but surely on a residential basis and other great companies do that on a commercial basis. Uh, my worst... Uh, would be, I don't know what we're calling it anymore. Was it a depression, recession, recession. The crash of the housing? Yeah, the bubble. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it, it was kind of funny. Not, I mean, it's not funny, but during that period of time, right? I'm in home building, and and um, so I told everybody I was an attorney because prior to that, you know, when people go, "Oh, you're an attorney," ooh, wow, that's terrible, right? But during the worst housing market in the world. <laughs> Being an attorney was much, you know, viewed on greater than being a VP of sales and marketing because then people would be yelling at me. Right. You took my home from me. I had to go through foreclosure. What's cash for keys and the whole thing? And I'm like, I didn't do anything. Right. Right. I mean, I don't know what we had to do with that, but that was the worst. We lost about 82% of our entire team over the years. We got to hire many of those people back, but uh, it was traumatic. You know, a lot of a lot of really good friends for a lot of years lost their companies, businesses, yeah. houses, filed bankruptcy, um, committed suicide. You know, it was uh, it was a bummer, and to be there every day with the team, fighting through it, and trying to trying to be positive and, and right. mo- motivate other people. That was just that praying was God that it was gonna, there was it was going to flip again and go. Back and it to lasted being way too long, right? Yeah. I mean, I was I had dark hair, and now I'm like gray <laughs> through the whole thing, so. So wait, how do you think the, the mortgage guys felt about that time? Well, it was their fault. Yeah, I was yeah. saying, it wasn't the home builder's fault. It was the mortgage, the bank. I think it was American greed. Of, but, I was in, wasn't in this business back then. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, nobody was sacred in the housing or mortgage. Yeah. So. Can I All ask right, a, yeah. a rapid fire? Sure. Oh, yeah. for okay, cool. Um, when are you most inspired? Uh, when I see other people get inspired. I mean, that's probably, yeah. Definitely. Well, I, you know what? We didn't talk about it, but the um, on your LinkedIn profile, I saw something about um, Seven Habits, like you're a facilitator or a Covey 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole like. How'd that being, happen? It, well, being like a leader, self-development and all that. I mean, that answer sounds like somebody who's into that stuff. Yeah. So um, can you talk about that a little bit. So in the wild, wild west of home building, uh, it was uh, pretty crazy. Uh, trades really fought with other trades. You know, drywallers hated framers. I would say hate, that's a strong word. But, you know, disappointed with some of the quality of the work. And when we looked at that, we said, hey, there has to be a different path. There has to be a path that you can get people on both inside the company and the, and the companies that we work with. Um, to look at their jobs a little bit differently. And, and so we partnered with uh, the Franklin, at that time it was Franklin just, Covey. Well, at that time it was just Covey oh, just, and okay. they merged after that. And so uh, really had a lot of time to spend with Stephen Covey and uh, his son. That's cool. And we invest a lot of time looking at how do you change not only your organization or other organizations. And so seven habits is really about, there's a, there's a, icon that they have it's called the maturity continuum and it says people start where they're dependent and then they get to in, in being independent and then ultimately interdependence and interdependence is really about how you and i act or how companies act or how two people or husband and wife how they interact right because each party has their own kind of wants and needs and so how do you cross that bridge and say hey we're going to have a win-win or no deal um and so that was really the catalyst that we said we can, you know, provide an opportunity to better our team members and uh, better our trades that we work with. And that just catapulted into, we're in one of their books, um, participate in a lot of video development with the whole, whole organization. And um, so then during the downturn of the market, right, I didn't facilitate. And so I lost my facilitation thing. So I just had to get recertified. There goes I, my next question. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, so I think five or six of us just got recertified. And, oh, cool. And so now we're back teaching seven habits again. So, so you're teaching it here. to just general public or just people within the court? So within, we take a larger, since we have a lot of new employees, we take uh, about 75% of our own team members. So we, I think about 185 people, 188 people here in uh, Arizona. And then we'll open it up 75% to them and then 25% uh, to our trades. Oh, so. Okay. So it's it's the mostly companies that we interact with. Okay, that's super cool. Long long answer to it. No, no, it's question. great. I was curious because I when I read Seven Habits, it was life changing for me. So, so I've always wanted to do one of the Covey workshops. So, you know, one of my classes actually my freshman year at ASU was a, a Covey. It was like the whole semester was the book. Oh wow! Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. it was like a that. leadership class I had to take because of the. Scholarship, scholarship yeah. yeah. Scholarship, I lost. <laughs> 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 Edit. Freshman year was fun. Man's in need of home. I left. Did you? You knew my sister. <laughs> I should. It sounds like. <laughs> so, did either of your kids have any interest in doing working with you, or? Um, you know, I, I thought maybe my son uh, had an option. Um, both of them went to ASU through WP Carey. Uh, my daughter's, you know, business um, major. And she was going down that path in PR, marketing. And then, I don't know, just banked. Um, so <laughs> she uh, moved to Hawaii for PR and then was just like, hey, mm. I really want to get into yoga and meditation. So she works for us. A uh, very successful company. Uh, she she lives in Venice Beach, California. Both my kids in California. Um, a company called Unplug, 
And they do personal health and development through yoga and meditation for big companies like Amazon, Google, so you can log in your computer yeah. and just have that moment. It's really trying to get better connection and a uh, higher quality of life for a lot of the millennials or really anybody out there. Um, and so do you get in, in, do you get into any of that stuff? Uh, she, she coaches me on a regular basis, you know, like all kids tell their parents what to do. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't do yoga. don't do meditation, but, uh, yeah. she went through Deepak Chopra's center. Um, oh, wow. she worked there and is fully certified, uh, through them. And really, uh, I think his book is like perfect health, which is, you know, the environment that you live in and you as a person, you know, holistically. And, and so it's, I think it's very fascinating. We have great, yeah. great conversations about it. No, it's cool. <clears throat> it goes back to like you were saying, you know, you wake up every day and you, you, you're happy with what you do and you go to work happy. And that's what sounds like she's doing as well. Yeah. Right? Not everybody gets to do that. Does she want to come on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> We've been she, dabbling she, with the idea of like health and wellness. We just haven't gone there yet. Oh, mm-hmm. she would love it. So my son's a finance law guy. Uh, but he, he works for a small REIT company, uh, personal investors. They buy commercial property all over the country. Um, but believe it or not, in the beginning of the year, um, they started a company uh, and they do yoga on the beach. So in the Santa Monica, right by the Santa Monica Pier. Oh. So in the mornings, they're, they're down to two classes now because it's getting a little bit colder. Then they'll shut it down for the winter. Um, but he's totally subscribed to that. So he participate, my daughter and a few other people do the yoga classes. So it's not a um, studio cause it's always on the beach. It's out on the beach. So That's it's so cool. It's, uh, so they don't pay rent. They just, do they charge people? To I don't, I mean, you had to get a permit. So I don't wow. know. I don't know what that, that costs through, yeah. damn through, uh, California. I don't know. Sounds very cool. So he's doing finance law. Well, he's, uh, he's now a financial an- analyst oh, gotcha. and uh, uh, investment advisor for a, gotcha. a small. Is he, so he's, he's in Santa Monica or is he in Venice? He's in Santa same, Monica. Same difference kind of right? Yeah, I mean, they're right on the border. Yeah. They live like five minutes apart. My kids are like inseparable like you two. Oh, yeah. That's well, cool. that's good. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, we're, we're two and a half years apart also. Yeah, so Close they're age, two yeah. years apart. Yeah. So what's your... So your favorite community, besides the Ritz and besides the Phoenicians, is this going to be too hard for you to answer? Oh, no. It's an easy one. So it's uh, Seville Golf and Country Club. Oh, God. Seville's so underrated. <laughs> it really is because it's so far out there. Yeah. But, dude, it's not. Is that Chandler or Gilbert? Uh, that's Gilbert. Gilbert. The, um, mm-hmm. So this is not going to be douchey. The GM at Arizona Country Club was the GM out at Seville for like a decade. Geezy? Yeah. 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 So he seems to, he still lives there. He still lives in Seville. Yeah. Um, so I remember hiring him. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's a great guy, you know. And um, yeah, we bought that community in like 1,400 acres, 1,450 acres. And, you know, we had just this big piece of dirt. And um, I mean, it was pretty cool. Shay entrusted me um, to do some research to name the community. Um, we worked on the land plan, the golf course. I took three months, traveled East coast to West coast, toured a whole bunch of golf clubs. Um, got to work with the architects on design. It's a small group of us. We had the CEO of Shea Homes at the time, Roy Humphreys, uh, Buddy Satterfield, and uh, just a couple of people, myself. And I think we created a, a really special place. Yeah. It's where's, what's the crossroads on that again? So it's Riggs and Higley. Riggs and Higley. But it is like, it is, it's like, 
I don't know, Vistancia and steroids as far as like, Vistancia is very nice too, yeah. but the course out at Seville, the country club, it's so tie end. Well, people don't really realize it. I mean, there was a lot of thought <clears throat> in that country club. So um, at that time, you know, you had Superstition Mountain out in that area. You had some smaller uh, country clubs and country clubs during that era were not that popular. Right. Um, because they were not that friendly. Right. You know, and you need people like Tim Giese, right? That's a people's person engaging. And we were just like, how do we attract families? We built that huge water park. We thought uh, at that time, Del Webb uh, and with Anthem um, did a great job on their, you know, big community park. I mean, they put a railroad in, which was over the top. <laughs> uh, but they did the whole water park. And we were like, hey, we have to create this whole thing. But if you go at Seville, ask them how they get deliveries. Because we we built a tunnel across the entrance road. So there's a tunnel underneath there. Because when, when I was spending time talking with families, like you don't want big semis backing up with your little kids running around. And so we said we have to detach like the back of house mm -hmm. with what you're presented as, as a member of the country club. So I think it turned out really nice, really uh, you know, happy with it. So, I, as you can tell, I'm like gushing about it. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't live. It sounds like you might live there. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still in my same there. house. I, I still I, you don't I, live there. I, I Why is that, by the way? Like, what, what would, I mean, it's very old school, obviously, yeah. and you've seen a million beautiful homes that you could have just been like, you know what, I'm just going to do this. Yeah. What's caused you from not being like looking for the next best thing? You know, teach us, please. Yeah. So, um, the worst and best thing about being a custom builder is, you know, when you build a home and you're like, oh, I would have changed that. <laughs> I would have changed that, right? So the the best thing is you know how to do it. The worst thing is you're, you're your biggest critic. And so just from, you know, spending so much time with my father on job sites and, you know, building custom homes and really when I designed that home, um, I drew it, right? I built a model of it. Um, loved the home site, loved the location. I said, hey, I want to build a home that when my kids are growing up, that all the all the friends, all their friends want yeah. to come there. And, um, you know, you see so you go through that era with your kids and you're like, oh, my gosh, my kids are so great. I have so many great memories in the whole thing. And I was like, wow, I built the perfect party home. Right. So, right, you know, right, I, right. I trans transitioned that from a kid home to now it's great it's for entertaining, great for entertaining. And yeah. So it's it's. Uh, I look at a it's lot evolved. of homes, yeah, and I just like just have not like, hey, this this is better than what I am. I right. know it's kind of weird, but because even uh, if you're going to buy okay. now, you'd probably buy somewhat similar air in the same area, maybe. I love to travel, and so I can leave my home and be at the airport in 18 minutes. That's wow, just shooting down the 51, just straight down the 51. Oh, and that's boy. a big yeah. thing. Before the 51, it was like 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> We used to, have to take a dirt road to the, free, to the yeah, airport. Exactly. What's the architectural style? Uh, it's probably like desert, contemporary. Okay. Yeah. Which is strange, right? Which is very for cutting a, edge for 30 years ago or 28 years ago. Yeah. Very contemporary. Wow. Awesome. Um, I was going to ask you another question regarding the some of the other communities that <laughs> oh, I have a question. <laughs> yes. Maybe isn't good, but so, <laughs> so like with Seville, yeah. you were planning an entire community and like the country club element. Like I don't think production builder, oh, they build clubs, but you do, right? Um, how how much uh, experience did you have like in commercial or how much does Shay do on like the commercial side? It's like Trilogy is like my only experience with you guys with 
like having like a club environment. I just think houses. So like, how does that all come to be? Yeah, so I mean, the JFJ company, right, founded in 1881. Wow. So long, long time ago. Started in, in homes and in like in the 1950s. Um, and during that time, have developed great communities in, in a lot of communities in California and big golf course communities. Okay. And, you know, so we have a ton of intellectual capital in the, in the organization um, that you can rely on. So that culture, you know, it's not a competitive thing between anybody. So even in the designing the, of the club, the whole Active Lifestyles teams are completely engaged with us. You know, we're bouncing ideas off, like how big does the restaurant need to be? How big does the clubhouse? And plus we have consultants. Um, and then, you know, Vestancia, that was a great partnership between, you know, Shea Family and Active Lifestyles and a lot of other builders that were out there. That was, so. that's a beautiful property. What about Wickenburg Ranch? Are you guys out there too? Yeah, that's our Active Lifestyle Trilogy community out there. Okay. So were you guys part of that golf course build as well? The, the whole trilogy group was. And okay. Little Wick, right? That's was just and, what and, I was getting at. <laughs> Little Wick, that's yeah. the best place. Yeah, the little that's executive the, course. That's the only place in oh, town. Oh, you were talking about that a couple weeks yes, ago. Yes, I was. Yeah. So Mountain Shadows obviously has their short course yeah. there, but Little Wick is, it's just different. It's fun, uh, trendy yeah. music. Cool holes, elevated tee boxes, yeah. and it's got speakers on all the holes and a cool little restaurant down below but it's beautiful yeah uh the wickenberg ranch is a, is also it might not be underrated because i was ranked always just one of the best courses but a lot, i don't think a lot of people go out there to play from yeah. phoenix it's, it's uh people that live out there obviously and then people that might come in from out of town but for us living in the northwest valley for me living in the north it's not that far no it's great it's like 40 minutes so well it takes the same same amount of time to get to seville right or you know superstition mountain right but people don't leave their bubble typically when they should yeah. give it a shot. But yeah, because you know, you go out there and you start drinking and you're playing, you need yeah. a ride home. Yeah. So it makes things a little bit more difficult. So we'll, we'll get aspect. you into counseling for that. Okay, cool. <laughs> more, I don't need more accounts. Oh, just, just keep it <laughs> just up add with that to, oh, Yeah, just write me a note. There's actually a lot of great behavioral health places out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's that's a bunch. True. I mean, that's, that's like true. weird, like a oh, high yeah. concentration. Yeah. How does she know that? Well, yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. well, Please share. <laughs> so, okay, traveling real quick here. Um, I know we're coming up on an hour, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, so you like to travel a lot. Where's your favorite place to go? And is it, you sail. I'm going to tell everybody he sails. So talk about that a little bit because I think that's cool. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy living in the desert and uh, have such a passion. It, the ocean for me is like the most incredible thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's growing up on the Great Lakes. I was, I don't know, I was small, sailed on a, Little swordfish, sunfish, and then moved up to Hobie Cat, 17, snipes, sailed on Lake Michigan, uh, and then came to Arizona and really didn't do sailing for a long period of time. Uh, ran into a really good friend that uh, he sails, and I'm like, we got to go sailing. So I went to J school, got my certifications in San Diego. What's and J school? So it's a sailing school oh, okay. in San Diego. And uh, so you need kind of certifications to rent sailboats. And so okay. we, uh, I've been all through the Pacific, Atlantic, Caribbean Sea, Mediterranean, you know, sailed. My longest sailing trip was almost a month. Jeez. Went right down the center of the Atlantic. Ever get scary? Um, I wouldn't admit it. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's so, yes. definitely times you get 
little scary. You got some fun ha- from fun hobbies, huh? Keep you busy outside of just working. Well, I think that's part, right? Uh, like I, I try to tell people, don't wait for life, right? You, you work every day. Um, you know, it's like anybody with children. We're waiting for the perfect time to have kids. There right. is no, there's exactly. no perfect time. We're waiting to go on this trip. Just do it, right? Yeah. You just got to do things. I don't care if it's a trip to Sedona or, you know, camping or whatever it is. Uh, I think life has so much more to offer and, and people that are fortunate to, to travel, especially to other countries or Europe. Uh, you come back here and you go, I don't think I'm going to bitch about so much stuff that's going on, right? Perspective we're is everything. lucky. You mm-hmm. know, you see the quality of life that some people have which we take for granted every day, um, it changes your perspective. And I think more, more people got out and saw the world, um, they would be more happy with their spouse or they'd be more ha- happy with their kids or you know the community that they live in. And I think they would contribute. The other thing is, you know, the, when you see like strong family values and cultures, right, that, that these families have been again t- together for a long period of time, right? And there's so much respect. It just would be nice one day we we get back to that as a society that you know that that family is really important and your friends are even more important, right? Because you get to pick them. That's good. That'll be a quote. Yeah. Do you uh, ever see yourself living in another country? Um, it would have to be the like the Caribbean. Yeah. You know, that's, that's your spot. Yeah. I mean, how do you beat it? Eighty-five degrees year-round, like incredible water. I love to scuba dive. Um, so yeah, I mean, just being on the water. But uh, I was looking at it. Yeah, I have too much fun. Everybody goes, I "When mean, are you going to retire?" I'm like, I don't know. You're like, why would I have to? I <laughs> still do everything I want to do. <laughs> and I still, still get to work, too, yeah. and you love what you do. Yeah. I was looking at a a trip for just before Christmas, and we were thinking about going to what well, was going to be Hawaii. And holy cow, just like there's nothing there. Plus, they're having like a lot of lockdowns. Yeah. especially in the Kanapali area. <clears throat> so I was, worked for the travel agent for the first time ever, I think, in my adult life. And she's trying to, she's trying to get us to go to the Caribbean. And same thing, man. It's just, like, super difficult. I didn't realize, like, right around, well, December, January, it's obviously, like, people go there all the time. I was thinking, like, everybody goes to, like, winter, Vail and Aspen, yeah. right? But people are leaving, they're going to the Caribbean for the holidays and wanted to be in the sun and the beach and stuff. But man, you get spendy over in uh, St. Thomas. Yeah, you have to find the right islands. Yeah. You What's know? your favorite island? Where, where um, should we go? You know, I just, I have a bunch of them. You know, gosh, favorite island. They're all. You where know. would you suggest? Well, I mean, the high tourist spot, right, is St. Thomas, because then you can go to to St. John. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would say, you know, I think the best thing, and I know it's a COVID, it's an anti-COVID statement, but, you know, to to take families on cruises where you get to experience multiple islands, I I think is pretty cool. But that's actually a good idea. Yeah. Favorite island. I don't know. Like Cayman's pretty cool because it's just a, a big beach. Um, St. Thomas and St. Martin. St. St. Thomas is just an, uh, it's a mountain, right? It's just a mountain island. It's actually the very first time we ever got on a plane was yeah. we went to St. We had obviously a lot of stops along the way. But the first vacation we ever took by plane. And was a water t- plane, too. Yeah, water plane. We did oh, St. Wow. Thomas, St. Croix, St. John? 
Yeah, St. John's. We were little. That was like 40, five, 47? Three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think you were like five. Yeah, maybe. Maybe know. younger. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, I think cruises, I, I don't know the whole COVID thing with cruises, but, you know, I'm definitely, that's how that's I travel true, a lot huh? with my kids because, you know, you could say, hey, I'm going to do three islands or five islands and, <laughs> and experience different things. And then they have great activities for the kids to, you know, entertain them while you're playing exactly Slot machines or well it gets harder nowadays when the kids are older and you know your kids didn't have cell phones probably where they were on all social media all day long as well on the ship we'll call yeah. it ship so it's like yes. tough because my kids are older too trying to figure out like what's going to be fun for them to do mm-hmm. you know that will keep them away from just sitting on their phone. See, the kids yeah. want to do the same things that we, or at least my kids do, because they're older. They can all drink. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they yeah. want to hang out with. with well, mom then I would go to uh, you know the Yucatan Peninsula, Playa del Carmen, Cozumel, even Cabo. There's all inclusives where yeah. then they can eat and drink all they want, and they they're there, right? They can't yeah. leave. Yeah, C- Cancun and Punta Mita are like right in there. Yeah, or thought process too. But we should have booked it a year ago. I didn't realize how expensive. Especially, <laughs> you got to fly everybody there. It gets expensive. Yeah, flights flights are really expensive now. So, wh- what do you guys have going on right now? Like, what new communities or? So we uh, we are in a whole different era. Okay. Uh, so Ryan, it's the the world has changed, and uh, we sell our homes predominantly through info sessions and virtual reality. So last night we. I launched our second phase of Acclaim at Alamar. So it was about a 40-minute session. We take people through the entire community, walk them virtually through the home. And then we have four other communities that we're opening this month as well. Uh, two more out in the Southwest Valley and then two uh, at Jordy Farms out in the Southeast Valley. And they're all virtual sessions. Wow. And, and so we've elected at two of those communities not to even build models because we can take you through a home just it's that like, good. like you're walking through it. It's that's pretty we amazing. Check the, we didn't check this out. Yeah. Too bad we don't we don't have the technology quite yet to do just throw it on the old yeah, podcast. We probably Trey could we can, do it. We can uh, <laughs> yeah. embed. We can uh, at least put the links there, and then yeah. um, well, Lene said she was going to get me some some assets. That yeah. We, She'll so, send you some stuff. Yeah. But do you have to make an appointment for those though? Like you can't just like go. I was on the website. I don't. I didn't recall like seeing like an option to like go to her. Yeah. So it's with the person. So right? two different things for our communities that are open and our our communities are technically all closed. Okay. And so we're open for appointment um, Monday through Friday, uh, and then Saturday and Sunday we'll take appointments in and after our uh, info sessions. And or open houses, and so we have open houses for for people. The virtual tours, just because it takes a gaming computer, mm. we have to do those on Zoom or Microsoft Teams. So to schedule an appointment right. or attend one of our published info sessions, um, because in order to deliver really high resolution, you need a really fast computer. Now we'll be taking that and cutting up into little pieces um, and creating like a Matterport. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can take your own tour through that. And so we're in the process of working on those and we'll get those delivered. So you'll be able to see that on shayhomes.com. It's not really 100% immersive. Have you used the Oculus? Mm-hmm. So when you're in a home with mm-hmm. an Oculus, if the ceilings are 10 feet high or 12 feet high or whatever, the new Oculus Rift, when you put it on, you get to feel 
like the height of a doorway. I mean, it's crazy. We can't demonstrate that on a screen. Yeah. But we, you know, we have the Oculus. It's just people are a little bit creepy about wearing them, <laughs> um, especially with with COVID going on or Delta. So variant. the buyer has to have the the gaming computer. No, you have any computer. Okay, but we you send guys. It. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because you need that gaming computer because it's so much. Yeah, you know, it's just like you your uh, any gaming computer. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Whether it's an Xbox, oh, I have one or in my house, PlayStation. Or the computer. We have one right here. <laughs> yeah. It's, so you're trying to get a faster processor yeah. to have the most realistic graphics. Yeah. So that's the same same concept. Gotcha. Well, uh, one more rapid fire there. Sure. Um, if you could instantly become an expert at something, what would it be? Relationships. Oh, with the opposite sex. Well, you don't. Uh -huh. yeah. You don't consider yourself an expert at relationships. Nobody is. Okay. Men will never understand women, and women will never understand men. All right. Fair enough. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a relationship, but I think, I, I don't know what that gap is of communication. You know, you see some people that have that magical thing, but it's rare. Yeah. It's a good know. answer. Nobody's ever, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know. Because nobody wants to be honest about it, right? Right. They, they, they're on Facebook. They have the best relationship in the entire world. Ugh. Their Instagram feeds, oh, you are so lucky. I can't believe all the colors are all exactly the same. All your pictures. <laughs> yeah, that's like, good. That's a good answer, though, because it, usually it's been like a trade or a skill or so relationships. Yeah. That's good. No, yeah, it's honest. It's, it's important. But sure. I bet you're amazing at relationships with your uh, your buddies. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean they speak my language, <laughs> yeah. right? Isn't that amazing? Yeah, you want another cigar? Yeah, <laughs> honey, you want another cigar? You're disgusting. <laughs> You want to go to a game? You want to watch a game? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Football. Let's watch football. <laughs> All right. We're, we're, we're uh, yeah. Yeah. about to wrap it up. So okay. thank you so much for coming in. Absolutely. Ken Peterson from Shea Homes. And uh, thanks again to VIP Mortgage. Thank you, Trey. Thanks, Trish. Remember, everybody, to go on our social media platforms. We are on YouTube, Real Talk with Ryan Madrid. So like and subscribe, ring the bell, so you guys notif are notified when we release a new, al a new album, <laughs> a new episode. <laughs> That's next. Um, and on Facebook, we are on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, LinkedIn Real Talk with Ryan Madrid. And we are on all the listening platforms for podcasts. So... Please go on and share these with uh, your friends and family or colleagues, anybody in the business or just anybody who wants to learn something really cool. So thanks again, and uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Is there anything else that I need to say? Nope. I feel like you, a little clunky man. All right. got it all. Wrapping it up. Right. See you next time. See Thank ya. you. VIP Mortgage Incorporated does business in accordance with the federal fair lending laws. NMLS ID 145502. For state-specific licensing, please visit www.vipmtginc.com forward slash national hyphen licenses forward slash. VIP is not acting on behalf of or at the direction of the FHA, HUD, or the federal government. VIP is an equal housing lender.